Hi, and welcome to Your Owen Podcast, quick and handy tips for veterinarians on the go. I'm Dr. Melanie Barham, coordinator for the Ontario Animal Health Network, or OWEN. This series is all about equine strangles, or strep equine infection, in horses. We've asked five equine veterinarians from Ontario to answer common questions about strangles, debunking myths, and confirming facts about the disease. The practitioners on the series are all based out of Ontario and are members of the OWEN Equine Network. We hope you find the series informative. Please feel free to comment and share widely on social media. Hi, and I, I'm joined here today by Dr. Chris Grossenbacher, who is a, a local practitioner in Southern Ontario, um, and he's our own representative for the standard bread industry. Uh, welcome, Chris. Hi. So, Chris, let's jump right into these questions from um, from like kind of uh, from horse owners uh, that have been submitted to uh, about strangles on the, for the podcast. Um, so I've heard, so here's the first one. Um, I've heard that once a farm is contaminated with the bacteria, horses will have strangles indefinitely. Is this true? In other words, um, is it hard to clear from a farm once an infection has been established? No, this is not necessarily true. If a farm follows proper biosecurity protocols, including the testing to identifying carriers, they will know if the farm is clear of disease. Carriers are horses who show no clinical signs but are infected in their guttural pouches. It's important to remember that these carriers can be either horses entering the premises or horses recovering from the disease. Okay, great. Um, here's the next one here. So there seems to be a lot of difference in opinion regarding whether to treat strangles or let it run, let it run its course. What's the best thing to do, i.e., should we be treating with penicillin uh, at the first onset of a fever? Antibiotics can be used to treat strangles, but the timing of treatment is critical. If the abscesses have already developed, treating with antibiotics usually prolongs the disease in the horse and the infection will likely flare and abscesses return after the antibiotics are discontinued. An exception to this would be if a horse has extensive swelling of the lymph nodes, obviously, and its breathing is impaired. In this case, antibiotics are justified to help reduce the size of the abscesses. Um, antibiotics can also be used uh, in the fever stage to control an outbreak. So once you have had strangles confirmed on your farm through testing and you're checking horses for fevers daily, you can administer an, uh, antibiotics when the horse develops a fever after moving the horse to an isolation area, of course, to halt the disease. This can be an effective way of controlling an outbreak on the farm. However, horses treated at this early stage of disease often don't mount effective immune responses, so they might be susceptible for, for, to developing strangles if they're re-exposed to infected horses. So it's important to practice exome biosecurity. You will still need to perform testing in uh, 30 days to call the horses free of disease, even with the use of antibiotics. Okay, yeah, that makes uh, that makes sense, and I love how you um, kind of you know made the point very clear that you can't use uh, you shouldn't just throw antibiotics at at every horse that has a fever. You really need to confirm with testing. I think that's a really excellent point for everyone to take home. Yeah, absolutely. That's... Um, so, so Chris, um, here's the next one here. What is bastard strangles? Um, are there different risks or specific procedures and protocols to be followed when dealing with bastard strangles? It's an excellent question. Uh, bastard strangles refers to the presence of abscesses somewhere internally in the body other than a typical place under the jaw. It's also called, uh, we call it metastatic abscessation. Bastard strangles, abscesses are most commonly found in the abdomen, but they can also be found in the lung, in the joints, in the brain, and anywhere where there's a chain of lymph nodes such as inside the legs and down the neck. Um, the abscesses 
usually develop because the bacteria has gotten into the blood or lymph vessels and are transported to various organs and lymph nodes in the body. Not all horses who have acid strangles are shedding the organism, and if the abscesses are internally located, they are not draining into the environment and therefore may not be infective to others. However, if the lymph nodes along the neck and legs rupture, they will drain into the environment and infect others. So if you can see or feel any painful lumps on the infected horse, the horse should still be isolated. Horses with passive strangles often lose weight and may develop colic if the abscess is within the abdomen. High doses of antibiotics in these cases are used for a long period of time to treat those horses, and some, unfortunately, do never recover. Yeah, that's excellent. Those excellent points to make, and I, I, um, I think um, your point about uh, using the high doses of antibiotics um, with the guidance of a veterinarian, um, and it may be a specific antibiotic, um, is really important to take home as well. Absolutely. Okay, well, that, uh, that concludes our questions. Thanks very much, Chris, for joining us. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us for the Ontario Animal Health Network equine podcast series on strangles. Check out the other episodes in this series at oahn.podbean.com or on iTunes or on our website, oahn.ca, through the podcast button on the upper right-hand side. Other resources on strangles can be found on oahn.ca under equine resources. If you like this episode or have a comment, please leave us one on social media or on our Podbean site. And feel free to share with your equine friends. We appreciate your support.